Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. As we enter this new year, our theme for the year is Catch the Wind. Our desire is that through this year, each of us would live completely reliant on the Holy Spirit and will follow him wherever he leads us. We have Geshe Marul share God's word with us on catching the wind to be cleansed. The Holy Spirit is one who brings conviction to our hearts and thereby brings cleansing and healing to every part of our lives. Will you listen in to what God has to speak to you today? Welcome church, it's a joy and a privilege to be bringing God's word to you today. And even as we take some time to dwell into God's word, I just want to first say a quick word of prayer so that our hearts will be open. our spirits will be able to receive what he has and we as uh as his children will be able to do what his word requires us to do so can we just uh put our heads down and just say a quick word of prayer our loving heavenly father we thank you lord for this time i pray that lord even as i bring your word that you would anoint me i pray that lord even as i speak that it will be your words that is being spoken i pray that lord the, your word would work in us and through us and that we will be set free lord jesus be with us and bless us in your most holy name we pray amen amen so uh for those of you who have been following us um over the last month or so would be knowing that we've been going through this entire series called catch the wind in fact we started the year with this theme called catch the wind and i believe strongly that we as a church we as his children need the holy spirit more than ever before and i just want to uh, reiterate and say that the holy spirit is not a feeling the holy spirit is not something that you know is only present within the four walls of a church no he is a being he is the third person he is the third person in the trinity he is the person who was promised by jesus saying that when i go from here i will send a comforter and he is the one who came down on the day of pentecost and ever since that Christianity has not been the same ever since that he's been moving in and through people he's been moving in and through his prophets he's been moving in and through his leaders and it's he who inspired his people to put down god's word who we have today as our bible and so i would ask and encourage of each and every one of you for those of you who've already received the holy spirit if you can ask him for a fresh anointing a fresh anointing an anointing that will flow from your head to your toe For those of you who still have not received him I would ask that you would thirst for him thirst for him thirst being you know that how much ever you drink it's not enough you know on a summer day you for those of you who go out and come back in you have this thirst this and you feel like you want to drink so much of water I pray that we will have something like that as a church so that we won't grow cold we won't grow lukewarm we won't come to this place of saying you know what i've had enough but it would always say lord i want more of your spirit and so over the last uh 6 7 weeks this is what we've been seeing first we saw that you know we need to live a life that is being led by the holy spirit he leads us and i follow it's not i follow and he comes behind me he leads us and i follow the second uh week we saw what it is like when we have the holy spirit we achieve true success not the success of the world but the success according to what the holy spirit has laid down for us the third week we saw he teaches us he constantly is teaching us he's teaching us to uh make the right decisions he's teaching us to do the right things the following week we saw he restores us 
he doesn't want to leave us the same he wants to work in and through us after that we saw what it is to have a fruitful life because of the holy spirit being present in our lives and we saw that you know the world kind of like pushes this fruit saying these are some of the fruits that you need to have but the fruits of the holy spirit are extraordinarily different which not only changes us but changes anyone who comes in contact with us because of the one who's staying within us and last week we saw the holy spirit wants to move in and through us so that we'll be able to forgive and so that in turn we'll be able to take the next step of reconciliation god wants to reconcile us and i believe many at times the only thing that we can be reconciled will be because of the name of jesus that will be the main glue factor and so today whatever god has been doing in and through you in the last 7 weeks i pray that he will not stop doing it and even as we step into this week this week we are going to see that the holy spirit cleanses us inside out he cleanses us inside out and so today um if i have to ask you what does cleansing look like a lot of us have different ways of cleaning things some of us um you know just go brush you know with a cloth and we think that's clean some of us find a speck in that some of us are the ocd nature kicks in and you probably rub that four five times thinking it's not clean enough but within ourselves it's important that we allow the holy spirit to work in and through us and him having access to clean us inside out and so today if there's one thing i want the holy spirit to do in for us is that i want him to do a deep clean within us so our passage for today is from matthew chapter 3 verse 11 to 12 and this is what it says i baptize you with water for repentance but after me comes one who's more powerful than i whose sandals i'm not worthy to carry he will baptize you with the holy spirit and fire His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Even as I read this passage this passage uh the outline of this passage happens where John the Baptist is doing his ministry he's in the desert he's you know baptizing people he's telling people to repent and it's interesting in this entire section when he's calling people to repent there are the bunch of religious folks who come the sadducees and the pharisees and they are their motives are not one of repentance but their motives are one of appearances to make sure that you know what they are seen that they also come across as you know that they are having a repentant heart they want to be with the crowd but john goes on to tell you here that i am baptizing you with the water of repentance but there's a one who's coming after me who was jesus and when he baptizes us with the holy spirit and fire there are things that cannot remain the same my idolatry cannot remain with me as a follower of christ my uh, you know my addictions cannot remain with me as a follower of christ my uh, uh, whatever i decide to do after i've received jesus christ there are certain things that just cannot go hand in hand and that is important because in the day when he comes again when the second coming comes there'll be a clear demarcation between what was separated and what was not separate and so today as much as we are 
are a church here that who's looking outward to make sure that we are taking the gospel outside to make sure that you know we are his light carriers outside that we are bringing hope to people and all that there is a time when god will come to judge man won't judge in fact when we look at what judgment would look like we can't understand we can't fathom even last week when we heard you know the 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 parable talks about a king who just forgave a man of so much of debt we don't know what god can forgive you know in my life or in someone else's life when god judges he is a right judge his balance is right and so today when john the baptist was asking them to repent he just didn't want them to you know mouth it out and say you know what i am sorry or something because it's something more important to that he realized that they are there because of appearances and many a times the bible constantly reminds us that the talking that we do is cheap it doesn't cost us anything you know how many of us uh, uh, you know can look into our own lives you know we talk a lot we promise a lot but we never do anything our talk sometimes doesn't match what we are expected to do so our talk ends up being cheap and he also pointed out to the fact that their hypocrisy was very real they will tell the people that they have to do x y and z whereas they will take the high road and not do x y and z today the gospel that we read the bible that we read from end to end is one of uniformity there's no exclusivity in fact the inclusivity of each and every one of us in the word of god is that we all have to follow what the word of god says it's not that the leader will get a 5% discount on the laws of god that's asked for him to follow no it's for all of us and so today you and i cannot just plus and minus certain things which are comfortable for us but when repentance comes it has to be wholehearted repentance for what we need deliverance from and that's the power of sin that's the cycle of sin that's the nature of sin and so today John was talking to a bunch of people at that time when he says this that you know you can come here and get baptized with water but if your repentance is true you will also be open to the baptism that will happen by the holy spirit the one which will be one like fire which Jesus will come and so today many of us are content with one kind of repentance but today can i ask you would you allow the holy spirit to come into your life so that he can cleanse you inside out yes we gave our life to christ yes there was a time when we were uh, you know we 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 our eyes were open to the sinner nature that we had and we gave our life to christ you know that is a remembrance stone we look back and we thank god for his redemption but in our everyday walk in following jesus we need the holy spirit's fire to work in and through us and so this cleansing that is being talked about here and the passage which i take later we'll be dwelling in psalms chapter 1 talks of uh you know chaff and um wheat so uh chaff is basically an outer covering where the farmers kind of like have to either beat it on a threshing floor or they kind of have this mechanism in which they cast it through the air and as it falls because of the wind it pushes away the chaff and the heavier seeds fall down and today 
the Holy Spirit wants to deal with every area of our life. And the more I think about it, the more I think about it, when Jesus is going to come back and when the Holy Spirit works in us and when he's preparing us for eternity, there is a segregation that's happening. You know, as much as we all are doing segregation in our homes with regard to garbage, there is a segregation that's happening. He's removing the shaft from everything, from the threshing floor. He's making sure that our storehouses are just filled with wheat. So today, are you allowing him to do that in your life? You know, it's interesting when you look at the shaft and the mechanism in which the farmers do this, they are highly dependent on the wind. So a lot of these threshing floors that they actually have built would be with two doors on opposite sides so that there'll be a amount of wind that will have. There'll be a crosswind that goes. And so as they do this, the shaft gets thrown away and, this, and the wheat falls down. The husk moves away and the wheat falls down. So today, can we allow the Holy Spirit to blow away with his wind, not with our wind, with his wind, the shaft and the husk that's there in our lives? Because the shaft is lifeless. The shaft clings on and has to be separated. This shaft, if not dealt with, becomes an additional burden to carry. And eventually what happens is the true nature of the seed is covered. We don't get to see it in its whole form. So today, even as we dwell in Psalm chapter 1, we're going to see three ways in which the Holy Spirit wants to cleanse us. And the overarching image which I want us to take is the fact that we as a Christian believer have three different important areas within ourselves where we need to ask the Holy Spirit to come distinctively and clean us. Our spirit man, our body and our soul. Because there are three longings that each of these three different things have. And if we are not careful, we will neglect one hold on to some things which are not what God wants us to hold on to. So as I mentioned, can we allow the Holy Spirit to do a deep clean in our spirit, in our soul and in our body? A deep clean, not a surface clean, but a deep clean. And I pray that even as we look into God's word right now and read Psalm 1, that his revelation would come through into our lives so that we'll be able to ask the Holy Spirit to do that. The first thing, his cleansing power makes me delight in him. His cleansing power, when I catch the wind, when I love the Holy Spirit, His cleansing power makes me delight in Him. Let's read from Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. And I'm using the Passion Translation for this entire, um, for the entirety of the sermon. So if you can just follow me along with the screen, and this is what it says. What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways. He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His passion is to remain true to the word of I am, meditating day and night on the true revelation of life. His passion is to remain true to the word of I am. The reason why I took this um, translation is because there are certain uh, ways in which the uh, the biblical scholars have actually put the words. And as I've chosen that his cleansing power makes me delight in him. And as here it says, the passion, is the, when you look at the Greek word of uh, delight, it means desire and want. And I believe that's very much in tune with our spirit. Our spirit desires a lot of things. I know about you, but me, when uh, the first 
inkling of desire happens in my spirit it'll be like you know what i think i would like to have that and then i start thinking about it i research it i look at the prices across all different websites and i think and wait and desire it so much till a point when i can get it and it starts in the spirit and today as much as the psalmist has written this i believe it's true in our lives because what are we desiring where is our delight is our delight in god's ways because if our delight is in god's ways we won't choose some of the paths that are mentioned here it says here he won't walk in step with the wicked which means today the way the world deals with it i won't deal with it the world is unkind but because i delight in him i'll deal with it differently the world cheated me but as a jesus follower i know god will fight my battles how do i come to a place of allowing that step forward is only when i allow his cleansing power there are going to be so many situations in our life when we will be in a place to retaliate but until unless his cleansing power is working in us and if our delight is not of god we will take the next step very next step with a person outside and retaliate the same way if someone uses foul language we may retaliate with foul language with someone harbors an intention of you know revenge we might have something like that we may not say it we might you know just grow that desire of revenge within us we might mean ill we might speak death over someone but today god wants us to come to a place saying how to cleanse you so that as you delight in me so many areas in your spirit man are being cleansed it says here he won't walk in step with the wicked nor share the sinner's way nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat everything i wouldn't use the position that i have to accomplish what i want my way no i would ask the holy spirit if my delight is in the lord lord how as a team leader how do i handle people as a boss how do i be fair as a person who's called me to lead how do i do this right if i delight in god's word it would come to a place of understanding that he is working in me he is doing something in me he's causing me to take this next step you know today in the pursuit of being inclusive we um we are trying to find this common ground with everyone but honestly the more i read in the bible it will cause us to stand separate we can love on all the people that god's called us to love but we can't share in what they are partaking of because of what god's doing in and through us and so because the delight for us is different the delight for them would be different so today church whatever you've been struggling with and you might be like geshum what is it that you're uh, you know i'm 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 struggling to understand because our spirit man desires so many things that are hollow our spirit man desires so many things that are lifeless today i meet so many people who are so bent on making sure that they are 
profiles and their their photos their reels are all looking perfect but what is the point when your spirit is about looking perfect for a watching world what happens to you within the four walls of your home what happens to you within your own lives where you know that there's a lot of emptiness you're having peacelessness you're fighting for the wrong things you're standing for the wrong things that's because his delight is the delight that we need to have on him is on something else and that's where it comes god's coming when he wants to separate the chaff and the wheat he wants to remove all of that hollowness i don't know what your what hollowness that you're kind of carrying what are the chaff that you're carrying for some of us it's covetousness you know what i don't have it i want what that they are having but when you look back in your own life of what god's done and given you there's so many other things and let's face it today we will we can go down this path of coveting what someone else has but you also have to understand that they also lack something and that comes when we delight in him he'll show us the minute that thought comes the holy spirit would remind us but if we become numb and made the holy spirit numb we will never be in a position to see that hear that or react to that and so here the word of god says clearly his passion is to remain true to the word of i am who is this i am this i am is the god who is still god he is not the god who i was when moses was there in the burning bush he said i am i am the great i am he didn't say i was the god of abraham i am the god of jacob isaac and abraham and i am willing to be your god if you would allow me and so today i want to ask you would we all come to this place to say god i want you to still be my i am here there are two things he says there are meditating day and night on the true revelation of his light meditating day and night and it's interesting as i was preparing god reminded me there are going to be seasons where seasons where it's clear as picture that day looks bright you know and you're able to see everything is going good your way it we can take it literally as day and night wherein 24 hours we need to be allowing god's work to work, uh, to work in and through us but when i was thinking about the spirit our spirit goes through dips when we have seasons of hardships when we have seasons of um sickness when we have seasons where you know we can't see the things what god's called us to see and it's in that time where he wants us to still meditate because he wants us to take delight in him pursue him and so can we find god in our good times and in times when it's bright when things are clear can we also find god when things are dark when i don't know what the next step is when i'm fearful because god is also a god who ministers in the dark god is also a god who allows us to go through things so that we'll be able to find him clearly in the dark nt right says this those in whom the spirit comes to live are god's new temple they are individually and corporately places where heaven and earth meet you know if there's one thing where we can experience heaven on earth is in our spirit physically we may not able to be seeing it but in our spirit man we'll be able to see it 
That's why corporately it's important that we come gather to pray and fellowship and worship because that's a um it's a foretaste of what heaven on earth looks like. When we are individually seeking God, we have a taste of what heaven on earth can be like. And so as we delight in him, he wants to cleanse us and I don't know what area God's working in and through you. probably you've been a person who you know when everything is clear my spirit i delight in god but when things are unclear and dark i denounce god probably god wants to clean that area today or probably god wants to clean with the whole aspect of delight what are my passion that i'm running after that my spirit is you know craving for that i'm not willing to settle for what god has to say so today can his delight work in and through our hearts so that our spirit man will change so that we'll have the delight of what god wants us to have and i pray holy spirit that you would work in and through us you would cleanse us inside out you would cleanse our spirit man that we would delight in you the second thing that i want us to look at is his cleansing power makes me be planted in him psalm 1 verse 3 goes on to say he'll be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by god's design deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss bearing fruit in every season of life he's never dry never fainting ever blessed ever prosperous as we read this the holy spirit is clearly saying i can only do something in and through you if you're planted you can grow only when you're planted you can be of earthly blessing to others only when you're planted it says here he is never dry never fainting ever blessed ever prosperous and this refers to our own physical bodies because in the hustle and bustle of what the world requires us to do we are running pillar to post trying to achieve trying to establish trying to make a name for ourselves but the holy spirit is saying can i cleanse your body to a place where you'll be comfortable knowing you're planted gone are the days when people were committed to one thing people were loyal to one thing today we just flip like how a trend changes immediately and so we've become flippant in lot of our choices we are we change in the direction of the wind but if we are actually allowing the holy spirit to cleanse us he will allow us to be planted and flourish where we are planted and it's a reminder for those of you who are struggling to be planted a lot of us are struggling to be planted in god's community we you know we feel if you're planted we have to be accountable we have to be you know vulnerable we have to we have to grow but that's the part where god wants us to actually rely on him when we come into his community when we've accepted him and are part of his community we are saying god i'm amongst other believers and all of us are in this growing stage and he wants to do a deep clean in us when we are planted in him because that's where as i explained in the whole sermon on fruitfulness pruning happens that's where he shapes us that's where he cares for us he's the closest when he's actually correcting us 
And so this psalm is a clear indication of what God's followers desire and what the wicked desire. And so today, the world will be pressurizing you. You know what? Keep moving. Keep doing things your way. But God might say, hey, be planted. A lot of us are today are even jittery with regard to our jobs. None of us can say, you know what? I've been working here for so long. That's because there's a spirit of discontentment in our hearts. And eventually we are wanting to please and be something which many a times I feel is not even in alignment with God, what God has planned. What is being rooted mean here because when you have to be planted you're you're putting roots in it means i'm not going to strive anymore i'm only going to wait i'm putting my roots here so i can please him i'm going to be taking time to grow because for a lot of you know how it works with a plant it takes time it takes seasons and so what are the seasons that god's calling you to be here planted and this point is not for me to emphasize saying you know you need to be planted in this church but where is God calling you to be planted this also denotes for a lot of us who are struggling in marriages where because things aren't happening our way because we aren't in the same mind that we think you know what I think I want something different no put your stakes deep in the marriage with your spouse, you will see things change. Each one has to die to the desires that we individually have and have to come in union to the desire what God's giving us together as a family. We have to be deeply rooted. It says here it's flourishing tree planted by God's design. It's not our design. It's not our way of seeing things. And so today, being planted in him means that I'm not striving. I'm fruitful when the season is due, I'm fruitful. When God wants me to be fruitful, I'm fruitful. I'm not going to strive and manufacture my fruits, no. I'm going to, in my waiting, in my distress, in my pain, in my worry, in my loneliness, in my joy, in my doubt, I want to be bearing fruit. You're saying, Geshom, that doesn't make sense. How can I bear fruit when I'm worried? His words will bring life and you'll be able to bear that fruit. In distress, your source will be his word and his presence and that will bring fruit. And so today, we are not talking about a world where we will have no pain, we will have no fear. Yes, all of that will be there. But because I'm planted by God's design where he chooses me to be planted and because he's working in and through me, because when I'm being planted, I'm allowing his Holy Spirit to work in and through me. And that causes me to be fruitful in seasons which I least expected. To the people that are, are around tasting it. This is what Mark Batterson says. Some things cannot be perceived with the five senses. They can only be conceived by the Holy Spirit. Some things cannot be deduced by deductive reasoning. They can only be imagined by the Holy Spirit. Some things cannot be learned by logic. They can only be revealed by the Holy Spirit. So this 2023, don't 
come to a conclusion immediately saying the Holy Spirit doesn't have the answer. Let him reveal it. If there's one thing, he, what he reveals won't make sense because it won't be logical. What he causes us to imagine won't make, you know, for reasoning, it wouldn't make sense at all. And what he conceives may not even be something that we can make do with these five senses that we have. And that's the beautiful work of the Holy Spirit. His words, his timing, and his presence causes everything to change. So in 2023, I don't know, can we stop with these lame excuses that we have for not being planted? That I filled up my Sundays with something else. I filled up my time with other things so that I can choose to be. Okay, I'm going on that road. So even as I mentioned here, I want us to come to a place of saying, God, I want to be planted. I don't want to pressurize my body. I don't want to pressurize my body to do and achieve something which is only making sense for a watching world. But I want it to make sense to you. And that's why he'll cleanse. He'll cleanse our motives, our desires, our intentions, our willingness. And that's where he'll also cleanse us in terms of why we are being planted. It's for God to work in and through us. It's for God to do his amazing work. And here when I'm talking about the fruits that are being born here, many a times we think, you know what, I've done my part in giving my first fruits of my salary as tithes. I've given it to God. But honestly speaking, that belonged to God. So, you know, you don't, by us giving it, we aren't doing a favor to God. He gave you the work. So he technically owns 100%. He owns everything. But as we choose to be here, he's going to be asking you to give things distinctively. Probably a time, probably a space, probably a bit of your words, your heart, your room, so that you will be able to make an impact for others. So in, in, when we go through his cleansing power, what he does in and through us causes others to think, wow, I can't understand how they are being fruitful even in this season. You know, we, we don't have to be holding a banner saying I'm fruitful. It's evidence. It's seen. And God wants us to be people like that in this world. Wherever we are planted, just imagine we are all planted physically in different homes across the city. And if you're fruitful in that different areas, what a testimony it is to the people who are watching, to the people who are interacting. So can we allow, may our body be planted physically so I can bear fruit and be a tree that fulfills his plan and purpose because it's his design. Let's move on to the third thing. His cleansing power prepares me for eternity. You know, Psalm 1 verses 4 to 6 goes on to say, But how different are the wicked? They are like shaft blown away by the wind. The wicked will not endure the day of judgment, for God will not defend them. Nothing they do will succeed or endure for long, for they have no part with those who walk in truth. But how different it is for the righteous. The Lord embraces their paths as they move forward, while the way of the wicked leads only to doom. 
you know as i was reading this we might think you know what because i'm already a follower of jesus this doesn't make sense because this is talking about the wicked but as i looked into it clearly if i'm not ready to let go of the shaft these lifeless things that i'm holding on to i eventually will choose the path of the wicked i eventually will choose the broad path i won't choose the narrow path and so we cannot coexist with the shaft we cannot coexist he wants to blow that away and so what are these lifeless things that somewhere are still clinging on to our hearts so dear and in fact here we are emphasizing specifically on soul and is it money because if you look around we've seen people we know families we know money has been a, a big deterrent work you know where i work and the name that i get through that the family that i am part of or just myself my identity all about me or my possessions so today nothing of what i said in all of this can we take into eternity when we die here it's only our soul that goes there and so why do we strive to to build all these things and guard it so closely that we miss out on caring for our soul because our soul needs rest it says here clearly in verse 6 but how different it is for the righteous the lord embraces their path as they move forward and sometimes the path that we have to choose because we are made right with god by the power of his holy spirit by the precious blood that christ has shed on the cross comes at a cost which means it will be different from the path of the wicked or it'll be different from the path of what the world chooses so today i want us to make sure that we are not running after things because that's where his cleansing power comes he'll constantly be refining that matthew chapter 16 uh, that we know this verse in verse 26 it says and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul and jesus goes on to say earlier and after that you know he says for those who give up uh, their life for my sake will save it so today if there's one thing we as his followers have to do is we have to pursue after him we have to pursue his things we have to pursue his nature we have to pursue his works that have to be done in and through our own lives our soul is important we saw that our spirit has to take delight our body has to be planted and our soul has to be prepared for eternity couple of facts there's nothing um jesus is coming back we don't know the time but we'll be prepared our soul will be ready jesus is coming back to take his church he's coming back for his bride are you ready yes we might close our eyes here or we might be taken up but when he comes am i ready if we can live with that in our mind we will probably start hanging loose to certain things we are holding on to so tight that starting to govern us colossians chapter 3 verse 1 to 4 since then you have been raised with christ set your hearts on things above where christ is seated at the right hand of god set your minds on things above not on earthly things for you died and your life is now hidden with christ in god when christ who is your life appears then 
you also will appear with him in glory. So it says here that you have to have your hearts set on things above. You have to have your minds set on things above. And then when Christ appears, we will be able to see him in his glory. So church, his cleansing part many a times, yes, he'll cleanse us of our sin. He'll cleanse us of our addictions. He'll cleanse us of all the bad nature that we have. But if we can take it a step further and ask him, God, I want to delight in your word. I want to be planted and I want my soul to understand that this is not my permanent place, the earth, but your heaven. When I get to see you face to face, eternity is where I'm going to spend with you. He will cleanse us time and again. And that cleansing will automatically cause it to be an overflow into other areas of our life where we will be able to see God in his fullness. So today as a church, we're going to keep our eyes on things above. We're not going to keep our eyes on things below. We are going to see God come through in supernatural ways. We are going to ask him to do things in supernatural ways so that it will be his story, his testimony and his glory. No longer does it have to be a strategy which man has done and said, you know what, we are able to do this. No, it's his church. He'll grow the church. It's his, it's his work. He'll grow the work. It's his glory. He'll make his glory shine here on this earth through his people. So today, church, may our soul long to see him face to face and nothing else. You know, many a times when when we hear of people passing away and we say they get to see Jesus face to face. There have been moments in my life and I've thought, you know what, I can't wait for that day because I don't know what it will look like. But you know what, as much as that's the end, the importance that God reminded me was is to live right today, is to live right tomorrow, is to live right the day after is to allow his Holy Spirit so he can cleanse us. Yes, because we are living in this world which constantly will challenge us. But his cleansing part has to come in and through us to work. And so today, can we allow his cleansing part so that it will make me delight in him and his word? Will make me be planted in him? Will make, will prepare me for eternity? So church, even as we take some time, I'm just going to, close with a word of prayer. But I'm going to ask you, would you allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through you right now? I don't know what area you're struggling with, what area you've not allowed him to cleanse right now, but I would ask the Holy Spirit to come down on your life so that he'll be able to work in and through you. He'll be able to do his work in and through your life. Loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've been doing, Lord Jesus, in and through our lives, Lord. Even as we heard your word, thank you that, Lord, we want to be planted in you. We want to take our delight in you. And our soul, Lord Jesus, longs to see you face to face. And even right now, I just pray, Lord, over the people, Lord Jesus, who are watching and listening to this, that your Holy Spirit would work in and through their lives, Lord. I pray every lifeless obsession that we have will be cast away, Lord, that you would blow your wind, Lord, 
you would blow your wind, Lord Jesus. I pray even right now, Lord, every form, Lord Jesus, of idolatry, every form, Lord Jesus, of wanting the world to please the world will go off, Lord, but we'll be there to please your kingdom. I pray and speak over our people, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, more than the looks and how we appear, Lord, we'll be so worried about the fruits that we are generating, Lord, the way that we are being planted, the work that you're doing in and through us, Lord. Because we, we don't want to be hollow people, Lord Jesus. We want to be people of substance. We want to be people, Lord Jesus, who have been cleansed, who've been filled, who've been anointed, and out of the overflow are being a blessing to many, Lord Jesus. We thank you. Go before us, Lord. I pray work in and through us, Lord. Through the series, I pray you will strengthen us, Lord. You will set us apart. You will show us who you are. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Go before us, Lord. Go before us. Lord, I pray you would anoint each and every home right now. You would anoint each and every family. You will anoint each and every individual. No one will remain the same. That there will be a deep clean that happens in our spirit, in our body and in our soul. So that we will be in fullness of you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. I pray, Lord, that you will bless the food and water of every home. Your blood covering be upon your children. I pray, Lord, for good health and strength. I pray especially, Lord, for those who've been waiting on you for a long time, that they will be able to put their stakes even deeper in faith, holding on to you, and we'll see the miracle come through, Lord. Go before us, strengthen us, take charge. And I pray that you will be God over our lives. Holy Spirit, have your way. We ask this in your most precious name. Amen. Amen. So church, even as we all step out today, can we step out in boldness knowing that the Holy Spirit wants to cleanse us inside out, deep clean us so that our spirit, our soul and body are cleaned. It's set free and that we'll operate out of the overflow. After you clean something and after you fill it up, that overflow would actually spill over and that we'll be able to see him fulfill all that he has that our paths will be ordained and that God's glory will be evident in and through our lives. I pray that you have a blessed week and God bless you and your family. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.